day. Cape Talk, the profile on late nights. Here is Alana Joy, who is accompanied by her guitar and a very large smile. <laughs> I don't know whether that's just being in the studio, but it's it seems that just playing music makes you abound with joy. Am I right? Is that just my first impression of you? I think I'm a joyful person in general, hence the name. My mom was correct. It's my middle name, actually. Um, okay. So, but, yeah, music definitely makes me happy. And even when we were warming up and doing the sound check, you know, you're, you're not saying one to, you're singing one to, <laughs> which is, it, it, it feels to me like singing is in your soul. When did it all begin? Yeah. Um, well, singing, I could probably sing before I could talk. Um, but the musical journey probably started probably around the age of 12 when I started taking songwriting a little bit more seriously. I always wrote plays and scripts and random poems and stuff like that. And then, um, yeah, when I was 12, I got my first um, guitar teacher. And instead of teaching me guitar, we just worked on writing songs, which was really cool. But my guitar skills did not develop very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> so you mean that the, the songs were basic sort of ba ba ba, you know, G, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I could see yeah. 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 okay. <laughs> yeah. okay. Now, um, your accent, uh, you know, there's a sort of twang of American, a little flavor of what it sounds like when you're German or Dutch and you're adding the American <laughs> into it. Um, yeah. Where, where does it all boil down from? I've heard that before. I don't know where the American thing comes from. Um, probably too much television. But um, my mom is Irish. My dad's South African. And I went to an international school. So there's a lot of accents flying around. Um, strangely enough, not many American accents, but... Yeah, I don't You've know. Absolutely no Irish. Yeah, it doesn't seem to come through. Hey? Unless the Irish translates <laughs> to the American. Who knows? Maybe. So in an international school, um, you obviously come into contact with people from around the world. Mm. Does that increase towards your musical influences? Or do you find that it doesn't matter where you come from the world, people tend to boil down to uh, sort of the more consumerist uh, tastes yeah I think there's definitely the pop culture has definitely spread around the world but um, yeah it was interesting most of the students had grown up in South Africa so while there were a few exchange students that came in whose parents were you know here for a year or two um, a lot of them had this a similar interest in music to me which was cool okay. um, but yeah, lost a lot of friends because they all moved back to Europe and Asia after school. That'll do it. Uh, yeah. you, you lose them in the flesh, but of course you gain them um, on social media platforms. Yeah, exactly. So you are um, not a newbie. You've actually released a, a debut single, Beautiful Nights, which um, um, had a, a response um, uh, and some local radio play. Yeah, um, that was awesome. I actually had an interview on Cape Talk, which was cool. Um, yeah, that was in April last year, I believe. Um, really cool experience. Definitely something new. I did all of the, the planning and, you know, funded it. And yeah, it was very interesting to be the manager, the record label and the social media manager, like all in one, mm -hmm. as well mm -hmm. as being the artist. Mm -hmm. It was crazy. Because a lot of people play very well, but it it's about understanding that aspect of it that's so important if you want to take it further. Yeah, I found that, you know, 
a big percentage of being a musician these days is knowing how to market yourself. Like, yeah. obviously, if you get found by somebody and you get a manager in a record label, then they take care of that. But that doesn't seem to be um, as common anymore. Yeah. You know, in order to get a record label, you need to be big on social media already. So you need to have that marketing business mind already. And I've met so mm. many talented musicians that just don't have that because they're artists, you know. And it now I'm so natural. confused with you, Edward. You, you're adding the marketing on. It's not, you sound Australian. <laughs> <laughs> it really is a polyglot of um, of different accents, but what we he really here for is to let your music speak, which which will have its own accent, I'm sure. Um, what what are you going to play for us first? Um, I'm going to play you a song called "Over the Years." Um, I wrote it about three years ago, actually, but it's still one of my favorite songs, and it keeps being relevant in my life. Okay. Cool. I'm going to stand up for this. <laughs> Nobody can tell over the radio. But yeah. Spent my childhood in the trees Worn out feet and scraped up knees Imaginary adventures for fun These blonde hair skin touched by the sun But I've grown See 
wonderful, soothing song. I, I can imagine the people whose nerves have been shattered by the boom, boom, booms of the military exercises mm. will find that that might reestablish an equilibrium. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> your your music is soothing. Uh, is all of it soothing? Um, no. <laughs> okay. There's some that are a little bit more upbeat, um, and yeah. I'll play one of those now. Okay. Some of them are sad. There's a few angry songs as well. And especially with the band, then those emotions are heightened because it's such a, a full sound. Yes. Um, so let's go there. I mean, you've been, you've been performing for about three years around Cape Town. You've, you've been at the waterfront, the VNA, uh, Cafe Rue, City Hall. Yes. So a mixture of venues and, it means that you, you, you're no stranger to performing. Mm. Uh, sometimes you play solo and sometimes you play, as you mentioned, you've got a three-piece band. Yeah. Um, which, of course, gives a very different sound. Mm. Definitely. Um, yeah, I love playing solo because it's, it's a little bit more free. You can mm. extend things and change tempos and, you know. Um, but playing with the band is definitely, um, I think, my favorite because it just sounds like you're swimming in in the sound you know yeah, it, yeah. it feels fuller it does depend of course what kind of song as you say angry songs mm. uh possibly that roundness um but even a, a soulful song um has has more depth with with uh, different merging of instrumentation Definitely. you said when you were learning to play the guitar you prefer to write songs so do yeah. you play your own songs only? Um, I do play a range of cover songs, um, but I tend to make them my own in certain ways. Um, and I love playing the older songs, you know, Carly Simon, Tracy Chapman, Elvis Presley, uh, the Beatles, that kind of stuff. Um, and then I always try and put my own twist of the song because you can hear the original and it's perfect the way that it is. And you don't want to try and... It, like replicate that in any way you want to make it your own yeah you, if you replicate it all that happens is you you're not as good as they are exactly exactly <laughs> yeah, so yeah, if you're an yeah. artist you sort of I, I love sort of thinking okay so these are the chords this is the key these yeah. are the lyrics how would i have sung this if it was my song kind of thing well i'm that you mentioned tracy chapman and uh, mm -hmm. my mind of course immediately goes to joan armand trading women who have gone to huge venues walked in a very gentle way to the middle of the stage, just the guitar and play it. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen so many of, I mean, yeah. I can only watch that on YouTube really, but, um, yeah, that, that is definitely an inspiration to me because they captured stadiums, you know, yes. audiences that are yes. just completely in the palm of their hand with just the guitar and their vocals. Yes. And the message that they have. Yeah. So if you're writing songs, you're more of a poet than a musician. I guess so. Um, I would, I'd probably consider myself first a singer, um, and then a songwriter, and then a guitarist. <laughs> and then maybe a keyboardist after that. Yeah, yeah. So, Beautiful Nights, tell us about that. Where did that come from? Um, and why did you choose that to launch as your debut single? Yeah, so Beautiful Nights um, was about the the journey that I'd been on, um, specifically in music, but also um, in life in general. And I found that um, there were good times and bad times, and both of the times, um, both of those made me who I was when I wrote the song, um, and I didn't want to change any of that. Um, so it's about just appreciating that, you know, you might have good days and bad days, but you might also have really beautiful days and really beautiful nights. And mm. as a musician, specifically the beautiful nights was 
because I'm often playing gigs in night in the nighttime, mm-hmm. and that's the most magical thing for me. So, and of course, that beautiful night would be the culmination of everything that's got you musically to the writing of the song, to yeah. the rendition, and to it in the moment, which exactly. of course is bouncing off the energy of uh, the crowd that you're playing to. Yeah, yeah, and I often, I mean, the nighttime is definitely my most creative time. I think I don't think I've ever written a song during the daytime, so that's also ah. you know a reference to that. But I think I chose that song because. The lyrics meant a lot to me, um, and at the time, it, it represented who I was as an as an artist. I think that's obviously developed since then, but um, yeah, I'm definitely the lyrics are probably the proudest thing of that. No, you said your mom was uh, Irish and your father's South African. Yeah, are they musical? My dad is quite musical. Um, he plays guitar and drums and the flute, piano, everything pretty much. Um, my mom apparently used to sing in a band back in the day. She's got a lovely voice. She doesn't show it off very often. Um, but yeah, definitely the dad side of the family is the more musical side. So it's interesting that because your mom doesn't highlight it, she kind of gets short shrift in all of that. Her beautiful yeah. voice because it's not showcased. And I think the reason I'm, I'm, I'm going for that is that so many people do have beautiful voices mm. and it's often a moment and it's lost. Yeah. And it's suddenly people forget and you, you, you cease being musical, mm. but your musicality stays with you. Yeah, I think people sometimes think it's like a choice. You know, you yes. have to be a musician or you have to be something else. Yes. And I've met a lot of musicians that have actually, they, they have day jobs, they have other passions, yes. and they just do music for the love of it. They don't care who's watching, who like how many people are in the audience, who listens to their song when they release it. They just want to do it because they love it so much. And I think... That purity is something that is really important. It sometimes gets a little bit lost in the music industry when you're trying to just make a living and trying to get people to listen to your music. And sometimes that that purity of of why you're doing it in the first place sometimes gets a little bit hazy. So you have to keep reminding yourself. So whilst you've been playing music, that's not your day job? Um, No, that is my day job. Yeah. So you're making enough money then? Or are you um, being subsidized by your musical father and, and ex-singer mother? <laughs> no, no. Um, no, I subsidize myself. But um, I am actually, I just started studying digital marketing, um, which is quite interesting. I was a little bit um, against the idea because I was like, oh, I just want to be a musician. But um, I realized that at the moment, the place that I am right now um, I can make enough money to pay rent and I can make enough money to feed myself, but I can't make enough money to grow the music career. I have to, you know, studio mm. time is expensive and everything and I can't pay my car insurance and, you know, la da da. So, um, but even paying the rent and feeding yourself, that's impressive. Yeah. I mean, I would probably say that that's mostly in the beginning. It, it was from the busking. Um, that was one of the most amazing things that Are happened. Are you saying the busking is more lucrative than singing in a gig? It depends because when you start off in the industry, Nobody really wants to pay you because they don't know who you are yeah. and they pay you lower rates or they don't want to pay you at all. They'll be like, ah, oh, a burger and a drink. And you're like, ah, oh, I can't pay my rent off that, but cool. Um, so in the beginning, the busking was definitely very helpful. And I definitely made more from the busking than the gigs. But nowadays it's swapped around and I am making a lot more money from the gigs than than from the busking. And how do you negotiate with somebody? Do you go and you take your single beautiful nights to them and say, this is the kind of thing I can do or... Do you invite them to a gig you're playing at? 
Um, usually I pop them an email and say, this is my name and, you know, this is what I've done. I'd send them my bio and, um, you know, all the places I've played and maybe a link to a YouTube video or something like that. Um, but I think it's also about the way that you approach them. You know, I think in, in the beginning I was like, oh, what will you pay me? And now I'm like, well, this is actually the rate. What I'm offering. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I might give you a slight discount if you're a small restaurant, if you're planning your wedding and you can't afford to pay me whatever amount, you know, then, yeah, I can give you a discount. But, yeah, I think you've got to be a little bit more um, strict with it and sort of know your value. And in the beginning, that's difficult because you're so fresh and you're just learning how to be on stage for the first time and your music can be wonderful, but your stage presence might be lacking or Mm -hmm. your experience of the industry might be lacking. And as that grows, then you can sort of take yourself a little bit more seriously. Okay, well, let's see what you've got for your second rendition. Cool. Intention to hurt you 
trouble You're always trying to save me Now I know I can get a little hard to handle Oh, I'll let my mind get the best of me Call me crazy Just a little hard to handle. <laughs> now, at the moment, uh, you are working uh, on on a on an album with your band. Yeah, an EP. Yeah. What's an EP? Um, a shorter version of an album. So probably four, five, six songs. So what does EP stand for? Extraordinarily precious. I don't know. <laughs> don't laugh, Molly Wongwe. <laughs> I think. I think an LP is an album, and an, an LP is long playing. Yeah, so EP is extra lecker short. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well, a, I'm a if you don't know, then I've got no chance of knowing. Okay. Yeah, we should Google that. <laughs> um, uh, in August of 2018, um, you featured on Sloney's pop single "The Enemy." Now, yeah. how do you feature on a pop single? Um, work, work with me with that. You, okay, so he he contacted me yeah. via Instagram. Yeah, um, he had somehow heard of me, and a lot of people contact me with beats and stuff. And usually, I'm like, oh, okay, it's, it's it's probably not that good. Um, and I checked out the beat that he sent me, and it was actually really cool. And I immediately connected with it. And within the first five seconds of listening to it, I had the first line, um, and that's when I know that I connect with the song. Um, and yeah, Sloney has become uh, a very good friend, and um, we should be working together again in the future. Um, but yeah, we went back and forth, um, mostly just, I think some of the vocal takes might have been recorded with my microphone holding it in front of me at home, because <laughs> um, some of those takes were actually really good. Um, and then I'd send them to him, and then he'd be like, okay maybe let's change this verse and let's do this, whatever. And then he'd sort of build the song around the vocals. So he sent me like a very rough, yeah. uh, simple rough, beat. Yeah. And then I built the lyrics and then he built the song around the lyrics. So, yeah. <laughs> so if you, you but then you, you, you're not featured, you're actually part of it. Huh? What's the difference between featured and, hmm. and, you know, it's a tricky one. It's a collaboration, isn't it? Yeah, we definitely split the royalties 50-50. So... Okay. <laughs> So as far um, as you're concerned, um, but yeah, I consider but, it half my song. But um, okay, but but the the I guess the idea the the, the germinated the beat or whatever the mm, it originated I think the, the style of it is is more okay. his style. Okay. So okay. I wouldn't have per se released a song like that by myself. Okay, um, but that's more his style. So yeah, maybe that's why we we called it featured. Okay, so this was. Playlisted uh, on Apple Music, Spotify, and Deezer. I wouldn't know Deezer if it hit me on the head. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's I think it's more local than the other ones. Okay. Yeah. Um, so so what is Deezer when it's at home? What do you mean? Is it just a platform? Um, and yeah, is it's it? it's similar to Apple Music and Spotify, um, but I think it's got a little bit more local music. There's certain music so, that you can't find. So do find. people actually uh subscribe to Deezer yeah. and and so you can actually quantify exactly how well that mm. the enemy is doing. Yeah. Um you can look up the stats and everything. Um that we went through a, a digital um what is it called? 
a releasing platform that yeah. released it for us and sent it to iTunes, sent it to yeah. all the different, yeah. I think there's like many, many different streaming platforms nowadays. Okay. Uh, so it just, uh, distributed, distributed it for us. But the um, take up, who does the marketing? Or are, um, the pla- are the platforms kind of part of the marketing? You go to the platform and people go to Deezer because they know it's more local than Spotify? Yeah, I think so. Because it was on a playlist, um, it popped up in people's uh, music more. Ah. Um, so people often, I mean, there's there's all sorts of different types of playlists. There's like okay. chill music, folk music, whatever it is. And then people have their favorite kind of playlists. And then each week it's updated. Um, ah. And then... So that's really what, to see. Because you get very little money. I mean, you get something like three cents a play. Yeah, it's on, not much. On, on Spotify, I think last time I interviewed somebody, I was horrified how little you got. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely different to album sales. The industry has definitely changed um, since, you know, when I when I was growing up, I think it was going through that change. Um, but yeah, I used to think that, you know, I'll have an album, I'll sell my album online or in real life and that'll be how I make money. But these days, I mean, even Taylor Swift, for instance, makes most of her money from merch and from ticket sales to uh, shows. People aren't really making money off. Yeah. Well, there's, I think I there's would, new laws on that, actually. I think Spotify is changing it. You know, whilst you get very little, the volumes are great. So you're working yeah. on large volumes and you're work, working on that pop-up principle. The mm. people are going to have it pop up and they're going to suddenly think, hmm, over the years, that one's for me. You yeah. know, and then then they're going to start tracking you or following you, or does that yeah. not happen? Does does that not? Sp- I mean, other than people coming to you with beats and wanting to collaborate, <laughs> yeah. Do I people think, track you from that, or do you still have to do the hard work? I think you definitely still have to do the hard work. Okay. I think you can be lucky with the playlists, um, okay. uh, but I think it's also you know people want a lot of content to consume. When yes. I find a new artist. Um, I immediately just delve into their online presence. So I want to find yeah. all of their YouTube videos, all of their Spotify, and I just like binge consume okay. them. Um, and obviously, like I have two songs out, so nobody can really binge consume my music. Yes. So, um, so you've got to get moving. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah. I mean the inevitable question is, uh, what about the route that most people think they can go via uh, virtual reality competition and, mm. um, you know, you, if you're 15 minutes of fame. I have strong views on that. <laughs> um, I. So I take it that's a no. Yeah. Um, your, I str- just, your silence is, seems to be the strong view that's coming through. <laughs> I've found that those shows are often quite staged. Um, you know, it's all about just yeah. trying to make money and, um, they're not too concerned with the artistry behind it all they're more you know as and i think that that comes through with especially the kind of programs that um allow people to get onto the show where they can't sing and then they just get ridiculed on live television um and that for me is a bit of a moral question because there's multiple auditions before they get onto tv so there's like multiple times where they're told they can sing and they get on TV and they can't sing, and then that clip is. Yeah, well, we on all know that the whole the, the, the recipe for these uh, reality TV shows are uh, a healthy dose of, of ridicule, yeah. a healthy dose of staging, and um, and things are manufactured. And sometimes, obviously, winners also um, galvanised. You know, mm. they're, they're ways of actually pushing winners. You know, yeah. The, I just think that the the music that I want to do, 
doesn't fit into that image. Okay. So, I mean, that really is the, the short answer. I yeah. Mean, because yeah. if, if that was the route you were going, you'd say, hell yeah, bring it on. You know, that is yeah. the world. You know, it's, it's a commercial world. If you're wanting to make it commercially, you've got to play the commercial game. Yeah. But then the music that you sing isn't yours, you know, and it's, and the, this image that they craft for you isn't yours either. And then you get back into the industry and then people have this completely different yeah. view of who you are. Well, some people say get famous and then you can do what you want. Um, I guess so. Uh, but, you know, a lot of people don't want to be famous famous. They just want to be comfortable. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's a hard game. What are you going to play for us uh, for your last song? This song is called Sinner. Um, it's the sad song. Oh, so we're not going to have the angry song. Okay. Oh, I can okay. do the ang- angry song if you want. <laughs> The angry song is pretty intense. <laughs> well, maybe we'll get all the people from Musenberg riled up again. So <laughs> we, we could go with a we can go with a sad song. Okay, cool. We'll think of all the animals. <laughs> yes, it's not a laughing matter. something quite like your goodbye but darling oh you're a sinner you made me love you you made me need you But darling 
So why did you leave me? Was this just a twisted game? Use my heart to test your aim. Now I'm the one who lost. Did you even feel the same? Was I just a bit too tame for your love? Darling, oh you're a sinner. You made me love you. Leaving is hard. <laughs> Leaving is sad. <laughs> if that was the sin, I think we've got a lot of sinners around. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so you're a youngster yourself, but there are people younger than you who are wanting to embark on a musical com- career. What would you mm. advise youngsters who's starting out, maybe at that guitar playing learning stage? Mm. Um, put the time in. Definitely, it's difficult in the beginning because you just want it to sound beautiful the first time you play it, uh, but it won't. You've got to put some time in and make sure you put the effort into actually developing it and not just getting satisfied with, oh, I can play these simple chords and I can hum this tune. Let it grow and let it develop. Mm. Um, and then the other thing is, once you're in the industry, don't forget why you started the journey. Yep. There, of course, are two very big uh, movies at the moment that are up on the Oscars, uh, the Bohemian Rhapsody, which has come to the circuit a little bit later than A Star is Born. Mm. Both of them um, show musicians who started off quite ordinarily. And in fact, Bohemian Rhapsody doesn't show Freddie Mercury and the work he'd done and the bands he was playing with and that he'd actually been playing with. uh, Yeah, that was my one... The accuracy of it. Um, yeah. Yes. I wanted more of the origin story. Yeah. You know, to sort of just skip, and I, I get it because it's a, it's yeah. a long film already yeah. and it's a long And even, career. and even his, his muse, his, his, uh, fiance, he actually, uh, Brian May was going out with her and he met her yes. through him and yeah. a- asked when he found out Brian May wasn't serious if he could take her out. Um, so, you know, I think, the point I'm making is that so often it's that that, that beginning, and mm. in A Star Is Born, the Lady Gaga character, uh, you know, implies that because she's good, it doesn't mean to say she's going to get anywhere, and she yeah. needs some famous dude to come and and hoist him uh, her onto a, a platform mm. where her music will be appreciated. Yeah, it's almost as if people need to be told that you're good. Yeah, I think there's a lot of sort of needing the validation. Um, yeah. And I, it, it makes sense because the industry is hard. So, yeah. you know, it, if you don't get that validation from somewhere, yeah. you will eventually give up. You know, you, you need to have either, uh, even if it's just like one audience member that comes up to you afterwards and says, ah, oh, I love that song or yeah. I felt like you wrote that song for me. Yeah. That's, you know, that can inspire you for months, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But you need to keep sort of being inspired by the people that you're making the music for as well. Because obviously you make it for yourself, but when people listen to it, if they connect to it in a certain way, it it validates that you're not just wasting your time and trying to do this ridiculous career. You're actually 
making changes in people's lives and you're affecting the way that they think or affecting the mood that they're in on that day. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think, the most important thing. So, yeah. Well, all strength to you and good luck with your career. And Thank you very uh, much. how can listeners get hold of you? Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, all of that stuff. Um, either under Alana Joy or Alana Joy Music. Uh, I see one spelling with two N's, one with uh, with one N, which oh, is uh, the definitely one. two N's, one L. So A L A double N A Joy Music. Oh, because I mean, without the spelling, people, you know, yeah. try. You know, you say, "Get me on Facebook." It's a fairly easy name, but you get the spelling wrong, and you, you know, should have gotten a world of name. Yeah. Thanks, Mark. Well, thanks for coming into the studio. It's much appreciated. Thank you for having me.